0: Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2294, with a release date of Friday, October 15th, 2021, to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A new California ham radio station has a very terrestrial mission. Students in India receive a gift that opens the airwaves to new licensees, and the first modern microsatellite turns 40. All this and more is Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2294 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. And now reporting from Valparaiso, Indiana, here's Paul Brown, WD9GCO. Our top story this week is about a new amateur radio station on the west coast of the U.S. that is designed to be used by hams, but also non-hams. Its goal is to expand appreciation for what goes on the air as well as terrestrially. Ralph Squilacci, KK6ITB, has the details. A
1: $35,550 grant from Amateur Radio Digital Communications is helping fund the creation of an amateur radio station at the new Chrisman, California Islands Center in Carpinteria, California. Amateur radio station K6TZ will function as an educational outreach facility and become part of the center's exhibit gallery. The Santa Barbara Amateur Radio Club and the Santa Barbara Wireless Foundation will make the station available to the public when it is not on the air so that visitors to the nonprofit center can access it in the gallery. They can view an interactive presentation about amateur radio and other forms of wireless technologies, especially as those technologies relate to researchers and travelers to the islands off that part of the coast. Webcams will be connected via the club's microwave data network, giving gallery visitors a look at the islands themselves. Club trustee Levi K6LCM said in a press release that the station will be open next year. The club website describes the station as, quote, a fully functional HF, VHF, UHF, and microwave amateur radio station, end quote. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ralph Squillaci, KK6ITB.
0: Meanwhile in India, another new amateur radio station is being put together for a newly formed student club. This club has also benefited from a generous
2: benefactor, Graham Kemp, VK4BB, picks up that story for us. For more than three dozen students at a government school in India's Nalgonda district, lessons are about to become more and more than just academic. 43 newly licensed radio amateurs are creating their club on campus and have just received equipment for their shack from the nearby Lamakan Amateur Radio Club in Hyderabad. The Dindi Amateur Radio Club's faculty supporter is Sayed Jilani, VU3OND, the teacher who encouraged and coached the students to take the exam for their restricted-grade amateur radio licences. The shack's new equipment, however, is a gift from the Lamakan Club, whose vice-president is Ashav Hahan VU2ESE. Ashar is a well-known experimenter and accomplished home brewer whose designs for the micro BITX open-source HFSSB transceiver have brought him a global reputation. The club presented the equipment to the student club earlier this month. The students are now QRV with a micro BITX transceiver, power supply antenna and coax cable. Calling CQ from a school in their village in Telangana, the students are ready to take on the world. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB.
0: NASA has ended the mission of an experimental navigation aid that transmitted from deep space for two years. Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, brings us the details.
3: NASA has a message for its Deep Space Atomic Clock, the ultra-precision navigation aid that's been in test mode for two years. Your time, however precise it may have been, is up. To its credit, the instrument outlived its original one-year test mission that began with its launch in June of 2019 on board General Atomic's Orbital Testbed spacecraft. On September 18th of this year, that journey came to an end when NASA turned the clock's power off. Its ambitious function was not without some high points. NASA credits it with breaking the record for stability amongst atomic clocks sent into space. Hosted on board a spacecraft, the clock had the same mission as its ground-based counterparts, keeping time measurements to aid in the calculations of the spacecraft journey, factoring in that radio signals travel at the speed of light, 300,000 kilometers per second. As the spacecraft travels farther and farther from Earth, onboard atomic clocks such as this one are seen preferable to ground-based instruments. Scientists at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory say the clock has one more mission to complete, however. Its data will be used in the development of Deep Space Atomic Clock 2, another tech demo. Clock two is to be on board NASA's Venus mission, set for 2028. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm
0: Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY. Happy anniversary to UOSat-1. Satellite enthusiasts recently marked the 40th anniversary of its launch into orbit, which took place on October 6, 1981. Developed by a team based at the University of Surrey and led by Martin Sweeting, G3YJO, it was the first modern microsatellite accessible to amateur radio operators. The BBC carried an interview with the professor who discussed the evolution of his largely homebrew project and its subsequent launch by NASA. See the text version of this week's Newsline script for a link to the BBC podcast. Meanwhile, three ham radio CubeSats made by students from the Philippines and Australia were sent into orbit from the International Space Station on Wednesday. Australia's BINAR-1 and the Philippines' Maya-3 and Maya-4 arrived at the ISS in August via a Cargo Dragon spacecraft. Details about their operating frequencies can be found on the AMSAT UK website. Right on schedule, students at the Mary Hare School for the Deaf in the UK had their QSO with astronaut Mark VandeHei, KG5 GNP, aboard the International Space Station. To hear this first-of-a-kind ARIS contact, follow the YouTube link in the text version of this newscast script at arnewsline.org. Amateur radio loves to celebrate its newest and youngest operators, and in France, all eyes are on a certain proud
4: 10-year-old. With more, here's Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Congratulations to Florian Barret of Reunion Island, who at the age of 10 has received the call sign FR4UG, making him the youngest radio amateur in France and its overseas territories. The announcement was made recently by the amateur radio club in Saint-Leu in Reunion Island, following Florian's training by Jackie, FR4NP. France has only one class of amateur radio license, and the French Harrick exam contains 40 questions. According to an article in the Outremer360.com website, Florian was inspired to study to become a ham after watching his father get on the air using a citizen's band radio. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Two new
0: DXCC entries have joined Parks on the Air. Vance Martin, N3VEM, brings us that report. Low CQ,
1: low CQ, CQ POTA, CQ
5: Parks on the Air. And now in Parks on the Air news. In September, POTA welcomed Brazil and Norway to the program, which means we now have parks in 102 different DXCC entities. Activators in Brazil can now choose from over 700 different parks to activate, while activators in Norway, which is rich with nature reserves, have more than 2,500 parks to choose from. In POTA events, coming up on October 16th and 17th is the Autumn Support Your Parks event. This is a great opportunity to get out for a low-key weekend activity and make some contacts before the weather turns cold or for our friends in the Southern Hemisphere as the seasons start to warm up. In our last item of POTA news, we're excited to announce that September of 2021 was an all-time record-setting month for POTA, with more than a quarter of a million contacts made in one month. Although logs are still coming in, the CUSO count is currently at 263,478. This is November 3, Victor Echo Mike with your month-ending September 2021 Parks on the Air update. Be sure to visit parksontheair.com for more information about the program and POTA.app for spotting, park
0: information, leaderboards, and more. The Italian WRTC 2023 organization has released the list of competitors for this four yearly competition of the best contesters in ham radio, the Olympics of Amateur Radio. The event has been delayed by a year because of COVID 19. The list's URL can be found in the script of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the N7OEI repeater in Arizona's Navajo and Apache counties, on Thursday at 7 p.m. local time. The Alexander Sun Association is once again marking United Nations Day, Sunday, the 24th of October... By transmitting a global message in Morse code on the historic Alexanderson Alternator at the World Heritage Grimaton radio station in Sweden. This year's message was written by Parul Sharma, a Swedish human rights lawyer and a proponent for sustainability. The CW message will be transmitted at 17.2 kilohertz. The transmitter uses the call sign SAQ. Test transmissions will be conducted on the 22nd of October between 1100 and 1400 UTC, and listeners are invited to submit comments to info at alexander.n.se. The event itself will be carried live on the association's YouTube channel. In Ireland, the regulator is seeking applicants to oversee the amateur radio exam there. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has the details.
4: Ireland's communication regulator, ComReg, is looking for organisations to oversee the country's amateur radio exams after the current agreement expires with the Irish Radio Transmitters Society on the 21st of December. The harmonised amateur radio certificate or HARC is to be set, organised and corrected by whoever enters into the new agreement with the regulator afterwards. Comreg is expected to publish its invitation to the tender process shortly on its website. The IRTS has been administering the 60-question Haric exams on paper. There has been no option to take the exams online. A report on the Southgate Amateur Radio News website noted, however, that the Radio Society of Great Britain has been using a Dublin-based provider for its own online exams. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. The
0: allocation of the new 2x1 contest call signs has begun in Australia. Be listening sometime soon for 2x1 calls with the prefixes VK, VJ, and VL followed by the state number and the letters A through Z. The applications for these call signs started being accepted on the 13th of October by the Australian Maritime College on behalf of the Australian Communication and Media Authority. They will cost 70 Australian dollars and are limited to only contest use during a 12-month period, after which all advanced license holders can apply for them. No reservation of the call for a further year will be allowed. In the world of DX, be listening for members of the International Amateur Radio Contest DX Club who are using the call sign 4U2U until October 31st. They are celebrating United Nations Day, which is October 24th. This station counts as a contact with Austria, prefix OE, for DX purposes and counts as 4U for the Vienna International Center for the CQDX Marathon Award send qsls to ua3dx direct or by the bureau the cq worldwide dx single sideband contest taking place on october 30th and 31st offers the opportunity for a number of stations in indonesia kuwait and hawaii in indonesia the team using the call site 7a 2a will be operating from a contest station in central java qsl using logbook of the world or send qsls direct or to yb2 dx in kuwait abdallah 9k2gs will be active in contest as 9k2k send qsls to ec6 dx or qsl via logbook of the world be listening for alex ku1cw in hawaii using the call sign kh7q from oahu island He will also be active before and after the contest using the call sign KH6KU1CW, QSL KH7Q via Logbook of the World, or direct to AH6NF. For our final story, we look at a most unusual kind of DX. It was accomplished recently using a mode that is usually associated with very local signals. Ed Durant, DD5LP,
6: tells us about it. It's hardly the preferred mode for DXing, but Wi-Fi certainly went the distance recently for two hams in Italy who succeeded in making contact between the island of Sardinia and the Tuscan summit of Monte Amita. 304 kilometers or nearly 200 miles away. The connection made across the Tyrrhenian Sea was a project undertaken by the Italian Center for Experimental Radioactivities and was reported recently on the Wi-Fi Planet website. The report didn't say who the hams were, but the Italian Center spokesman, Merco Pesante, IZ3HAD, called the achievement a world record for Wi-Fi and a first step in creating quote a wide digital network to connect all Italian ham radio users to each other and to other services provided by our associations, end quote. Those services include d Echo Echolink and Amateur TV. The 80211A link was created using radio modules on both ends from Ubiquity Networks based in San Jose, California. The modules were connected to 35 dbi 5 gigahertz parabolic dish antennas. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP.
0: With thanks to the ACMA, the Alexanderson Association, AMSAT UK, the ARRL, Comrade, CQ Magazine, Dan Romancik KB6NU, David Bihar, K7DB, NASA, The Ohio Pen DX Bulletin, Outreamers 360, QRZ.com, Radio Society of Great Britain, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, Soda Reflector, Space.com, Space News, Ted Randall's QSO radio show, Telangana Today, Wi-Fi Planet, WTWW Shortwave, and to you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operations. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, Katie 2 gut at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO in Valparaiso, Indiana, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2021. All rights reserved.